All right, we're back. Creator Club Podcast. Welcome to another episode. You're here with John Marsh, and if you're a coach or creative business owner, on this podcast, we create episodes to help you to build a business world that you love, to attract dream clients into your world, and learn to love your sales and selling process so that you can grow your business. Got a special episode for you today. I'm over in New Zealand on an island, an off grid island outside of Auckland and so I'm recording from over here and I'm excited for this one we've got a lot going on in Creator Club in the background we've got end of year event or our second live event coming up world building implementation day November 12th so a couple of weeks uh, ready getting ready for that Uh, I'm working on book two right now book one's been out for about a year I think Book two should be early 2023, and we've just got a lot of a lot of businesses doing a lot of great work at the moment. A lot of sale, selling and sales happening, and a lot of cool growth happening as well. And end of the year, there's always just tons going on. I think a big thing is to keep momentum and to keep focusing on creating things that light you up. You know, for a lot of businesses getting to this time of the year and this used to happen to me it's like you you almost feel like you know sometimes just ending things or just wrapping things up because you're running out of energy or it's you know people you think people might not be interested this kind of stuff it's always worth pushing through so whether or not you need a little break or sort of a idea session to figure out what something that lights you up for the remainder of the year this, this time of the year where people drop back is huge opportunity for you if you want to push through and keep your fire sort of burning. So that's where we're at and it's super exciting. Today on the show, I'm going to talk about why you are probably underselling and why that's a problem. We'll talk about what you can do about that. I think this will be helpful for a lot of people. This is one of the major, most common problems that we see with newer business owners usually up to 10,000 per month, five to 10,000. And even beyond that, but especially in that zone for a number of reasons, which we'll talk about. But the end of this episode, you'll see how to work around this and some ways that you can continue to sell and why that's important for your long-term business growth. So first up, let's kind of define the selling caper, I suppose. A lot of people, they kind of even see the title of this and get turned off you know selling and and that sort of feeling they don't like you know i've had people i've spoken to where we've we've talked about selling you know these are established business owners and they'll say things like you know i don't want to come across like an asshole and i don't want to be too pushy selling is anything but pushy or anything but i guess asshole behavior if we look at what it actually is and and kind of define selling Selling is helping your clients create and believe in a vision, right? And then step into that vision. So selling is service. Selling is the most important step for your business. Without selling, there's no delivery. So selling is very much from a place of abundance. It's very much from a place of service. A lot of people think they uh, can do this without actually doing anything. So just have a purely magnetic business, which can happen, although it's very rare Typically, even businesses that have established that level of demand got there because they were good at selling a vision, selling an idea at some point. Okay, so 
selling in this case, we're talking about your business, but you could be thinking about selling ideas to people. It could be enrolling staff members. It could be, uh, you know, enrolling even someone in a relationship, right? Your, your partner, your husband, your wife, whatever. Selling is really helping the other person see, believe a vision and step into that vision by taking action. And in a business setting, that's with your service, right? Now, people, you guys are holding back, right? A lot of people are holding back on this. If you're listening to this, like zero to 10, do a quick mental check. How how much are you selling? How excited are you about helping people to create and believe in a vision and step into it, right? And if that's not a 10, you're likely holding back in this way. It doesn't mean that you know, we're going to finish this episode and you'll run around shouting from the rooftops to join your program. But the general idea of creating vision and helping people to step into that is very, very important. Most people are underdoing this, especially in those early stages. So we, this happens for a couple of reasons. One is when people get comfortable so a lot of people will start business with a narrative of i just want to have a small business and i don't want it to be too big i don't want to you know the subconscious mind will be like i don't want to make too much money i don't want to have too much stress and so they'll get to let's say five thousand a month or ten thousand a month recurring and they'll be like all right this is good now i've you know i can pay my bills right so then they'll they'll stop they'll slow down on the selling the other one can be when they get to, you know, uh, let's say a, a, a business, you launch an offer and they sell that offer a lot at the front end and then don't sell it anymore. And that can come that can come from the feeling of, you know, pushing. They push, they expose themselves uh, in terms of the nervous system, bringing the offer out, selling it. And then they didn't like that feeling, even though it worked. They don't want to do it again, so they hold back and move to shiny objects or move to something else. And then the other one can be brand new businesses, obviously, who have the offer. And I've seen some remarkable cases, right, where people have developed entire businesses, invested thousands, tens of thousands. And then the fear of selling, bringing the offer out, is so great that they never did it. And the whole thing just evaporates, right? So this is a it's an unspoken and very serious problem for, for a lot of businesses but there's some some s- simple solutions so we're going to talk about that today so the the reason why this is so important right for the longevity of your business it comes from something called the innovation curve right and i learned this many u- years ago back in i believe it was 2019 it sounds a little bit nerdy but effectively this is a, a bell curve like one of those upside down, you know, bumps on a graph. And the bell curve describes the groups of people that buy into your offer, right? And this came originally for when there's an innovation into like a tech market. But we'll use a couple of examples. So basically this curve tells us that up to 20% of the people who are wanting the product or service will buy uh, in the early days, right? It could be for you the first month or two or the first time you kind of share out your offer and they're the you know the innovators and the early adopters people who are already your raving fans who, who are ready to go the 60 percent in the middle of that curve right 60 more percent 
the early and late majority. They are waiting to hear a story from the early adopters. They're waiting to see who jumped on and the results that they got. They're waiting for the proof. They're waiting for the emotional story, the compelling story to come from the early crew before they jump in, right? And then finally, you've got what are called the laggards. And these people are on the back end of the curve. They're another 20%. Typically, we don't worry about the laggards because they might never buy. And one easy way to think about this innovation curve is if you look at like an iPhone. iPhones come out, right? And you've got the crew that turn up at the, sh at the shops and they stay overnight waiting for the new iPhone. And, you know, they even in a recession, they got they got low income. They're still spending everything they got on this iPhone because they're such early adopters of the technology or innovators that they want to get that first first version when it comes out. So every offer, every product has this, the first crew at the beginning. Then you've got, you know, with, with the iPhone, it's people like me who wait to see what happened and they're waiting for their old phone to die or something before they buy the new one because they don't see that much value in changing phones instantly, right? So that's like, you know, where they're waiting to hear or see the proof or understand how good it really is before they bother going through the whole process of changing over the phone if there's not an urgent need. And then you got the laggards who may never change their phone or they never even bought the iPhone or whatever in the first place. Okay, so that's the phone example. We got the same thing for your business. Let's say you're a personal trainer and you put out an offer for a workshop and you sell some spaces and you do the workshop, great. And then you don't run it again. You, you thought, well, it wasn't that successful didn't make that much money, so I'm going to do something else. Cool. But realize that you only, you likely only sold to that first crew. A lot of people were waiting to see what happened. They were waiting to see the story unfold. They're waiting to see the results for the innovators and the early adopters. The whole middle and late majority was sitting back to see whether or not it was worth it. Okay. And so, when you don't follow through with ongoing selling, you miss a lot of these people. And this is what's happening very commonly in the market. People will sell for a period, they'll get excited, they'll sell for a period, whether that's for a continuity program, whatever it is, and then they'll stop, right? It could be a retreat, it could be a service, physiotherapy, whatever it is, they'll, they'll push, 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 get a bunch of clients, do lots of marketing, uh, even, you know, more, not not direct selling, but even, you know, a lot of vision-based marketing. They'll push for a while, get a bunch more new clients, and then back off. And then it creates this inconsistent selling cycle, which is perceived to the client as a lack of belief in the offer, or lack of belief in the service. It would be just like if we saw the iPhone come out, let's say iPhone 10 came out, they sold it, and then the iPhone 11 kind of just sat there and it didn't really come out. There wasn't much hype around it or the iPhone 12 or whatever. What we expect to see from an established business who's proud of their service is the ongoing selling. And then what we match that up with as the middle and late majority, that whole 60% of the clients who you weren't hitting the first time, we expect to see that follow through. And then we expect to see people getting good results with the offer at the beginning. 
So long story short, if you're not, if you're underselling, if you're just selling in that first round, you're just selling, you know, the first time you do an offer, you're just putting things out there a little bit, you're missing out on the majority, not just a few people, the majority, they're all sitting back and waiting for the continuation of your selling. They're waiting for you to over deliver to the first client. So those first clients have a story to tell. They're waiting for the proof. They're waiting for, you know, the reconciliation of everything. How did it all go? Then they want to buy. So we've seen this a lot of times. I've seen this personally. We've seen this with many clients. Just recently, we had a, a nutrition coaching business and they did an offer. I think it was in June or July. And they might have gotten, she might have gotten 20, 20 people in, something like that. Then it was August and there was maybe 38 people, something like that. And then the most recent one, which was, I believe, in early October, was like 52 people. Now, what's happening is those 52 people were already there at the beginning, but they weren't innovators and early adopters. They were waiting, right? They're waiting to see. They're waiting to see the results. They're waiting to see the follow through. They're waiting to see if this coach is going to continue to show up. And it's exactly the same in your business. So think about that 52 plus the 30, whatever, that's another 80 clients that weren't buyers of the first cycle. If she had have just stopped after the first cycle and moved into a shiny object, that would be missing out the majority of the business revenue. Okay. So we need to be very aware of this underselling dynamic and this start stop nature of selling because it can be impacting the majority of your the future majority of your revenue and we don't want that we want you to have stronger and stronger revenue so that regardless of what economic conditions or situations are going on in the market you're showing up powerfully you're bringing value to your market you're over delivering you continue to bring money into your business okay so we're going to look at uh we'll look at five things that you can do to make sure that you are not underselling and bring this into your into your content into how you show up okay so we'll keep them nice and short the first one is making sure that you give the early adopters and the innovators a story worth telling so what that means is if you've got people who come into that first offer the first time you sell and nobody is saying anything, you might need to work harder on giving them a story to tell. And this comes from over delivery. This comes from uniqueness. This comes from, uh, you know, bringing something interesting to the table, bringing an experience to the table so that when they come through and you sell to that first group, now they're in your program they now have something to talk about. You've over delivered so much that they have a story worth telling. You've created a unique experience that's so cool that they have a story worth telling. You know, we've run retreats and different business events years back. And I still, to this day, get people asking about whether or not those retreats will ever happen again. These old things that we did, they were so, so impactful for the people who were there that they're continuing to tell the story to others because it changed their life. And then others are asking if that's available, which it's not. But that's the, that's the asset that you create when you 
think differently when you bring something unique to the table and over deliver to the first group. The number two thing that you can do is make sure that you're building your world. So this is a similar thing, but it's making sure that you see the value in creating relationships with your clients and creating a relationship between your client and your world so that when they take advantage of your first offer, they now have a relationship with you or the work that you do. So a lot of people like to distance themselves from their work. They'll hire marketing, you know, social media marketing uh, companies, or they'll outsource different things. And they'll try to create a bit of a gap between themselves and the market. And the problem with that is when the market comes through and buys the offer in the first round, whatever that is, workshop, training, whatever your offer is, then the the first group has a, a, a less deep relationship with you, with the character, with the world, with the history, with the backstory. And so what we want to do is make sure that those first people, the early adopters, the people you serve first, the, the first 10, 20, 30, 50 people that you work with, have a very deep relationship with your world and that you're fleshing out your character, that you're fleshing out the backstory, that you're creating language that relates to your world. You're creating a unique world that they then associate with. Okay, so this is continuing to think differently, continuing to um, bring different ideas, your unique personality, all of this stuff. We won't go into the world building today, but making sure that you're building that and not just giving a a one a problem solution offer with nothing else around it the third thing that you can do is making sure you have a focal point to sell into so a big problem that people have especially coaches personal trainers people with evergreen content stuff like that is that they sell the first time when they start out the business or when they launch the offer and they have a specific date where they do that but then after that's gone the dates, there's no more clear date. So you have to create a new date. It's kind of like a, let's call it like a UFC fight or something. They got a fight that happens. And so there's this big marketing and sales effort around the fight, highlighting the different fighters and what's going on for them. So people are like getting all excited. Then that fight takes place and it ends. Now they, they sort of reconcile the fight, talk about what happened before they then start selling into the next fight, the next focal point. So if you've got an evergreen offer and you're just kind of letting people in once in a while, the question is always, how can you create a focal point or energy to do the selling again? And that could be looking at a new module in your course or a new part of your program, something else that's new that you can talk about. If it's just a gym membership or something like that, it's like, well, What's coming up that I can use as a focal point to talk about, tell that story, and then sell? And so just being aware of that and, and making sure to, that you can create these focal points. We like to do it, I like to do it with looking at what modules are coming up, events that are coming up, and I'll talk about these things specifically, and that will be the focal point. The next, and a very obvious example will be the next book. Uh, the last time I sold the last book, I had a clear focal point when it was launched. I had told the story. I went through the emails and went through social media. It was very easy and compelling and created a nice focal point to sell. 
and I'll do that again for the next book. So that's one example, but you can do that with your membership, with your service as well. Then the last one is number five is just sharing what you do and why you do it, right? So that's just reconnecting with your own vision. I was talking to a, a manager from a gym yesterday and I asked him like, why do you train this way? Why do you guys, why do you do this kind of programming? What do you, why are you into this stuff? And he said, look, you know, it helps me to stay strong and resilient and be ready to do the things that I love in life. And I was like, look, that's perfect. Why don't what you do is some, once in a while, make sure that in the content, you're reconnecting back to that vision and what you actually are doing this for, right? So if, if you're a coach, you know, why do you do this kind of coaching? Why do you do physiotherapy? Uh, why are you interested in helping people with pain? And if you make that statement in your content, you know, like I, I started physiotherapy because I want to help people get out of pain and do more of the things they love in life. That leads me very well to a call to action. If you want to get out of your own pain, take advantage of our years of experience and get in touch or check out the sales page or whatever it is. So coming back to why you're doing what you do is a really easy uh, way and compelling way to then share the offer again, because what you're really connecting with is your motive as a character and as a business owner, your motive behind your desire for why you're creating your business, why you're doing coaching, why you love to help people, why you're interested in mindset, why you're interested in health, why you're interested in Pilates, what it allows you to do, what it allows your customers to do then this allows you to drop a call to action or to to create a focal point to sell. And so that's pretty much it. Those are five easy ways to make sure that you are not underselling. Uh, I think going away from this episode, just reflect on how much you value the change that you make in the culture, how much you value your work, how much you value the results that you help people with. And then ask the question, am I selling Am I creating vision in line with that? And then if not, just check in on one of the five. Are you giving the early adopters a story to tell? Over delivering with them so that they can share your work? Are you building your world? Are you creating focal points so that you can continue to sell with confidence? Are you reconnecting with your own vision around why you started your work? Are you sharing uh, you know, what you do out there and why you do it to the people? And that is it, okay? No more underselling. Underselling is holding back. It is withholding from the universe. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's withholding revenue from your business as well, which you don't want to do. That's it from me today. If you found this one helpful, subscribe to the show, share this one with a friend. That's the most helpful thing you can do for us. And we'll see you shortly on a next episode we have coming up. Uh, which is another builders episode, which is very exciting, which will be a, a video as well on YouTube, as well as the podcast. If you listen to this over on Spotify or iTunes, thanks again. And we see, see you on the next one.